Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life as it is here at the end of 2022. Our desire is to kind of look back at the year and, and reflect. Of course, there are a lot of wonderful things that have happened in 2022. We woke up this morning... <laughs> God's mercies are new today. That's a wonderful occurrence that happened all 365 days of the year. Roe v. Wade was was overturned. But I think that often many of us gravitate towards the negative. Oh, here's a negative thing, um, and that you know kind of wipes out like at least three positives, right? So some of the negative things that happened this year, invasion of Ukraine, inflation I think is up like 7%. The craziness of the elections, the polarity of uh, the division of of America is happening more and more. Stuff in China, uh, on personal levels, people have cancer, people have deaths in their family. I mean, I think so much of what's happened up in the University of of Idaho and Moscow, I mean, the uncertainty of here you've got these murders that are still unresolved with regard to having anybody in custody i mean that creates angst for those that have kids up there yeah yeah i mean and and we could just i mean just open up your news feed right and you can find five ten negative stories and this constant you know barrage of of social media and news cycles um i mean good grief you before you know 50 years ago you could you could get bad news once a day just by opening up your newspaper now you can get bad news every time you open up your phone 24 7 24 7 so how do we handle this pressure i mean especially as christians what what pleases the lord what comforts can we find um from the scripture uh, when we're looking at the world, how should we interpret reality? Just because I'm not going to necessarily answer. <laughs> <laughs> how did I know that that was coming? Andrew, did you get that? <laughs> I'm going to circle back eventually, possibly. but Maybe. I just, one of the people that passed away this year was Mikhail Gorbachev. And it, that mm-hmm. just took me back to my childhood. He was the premier of Russia when I was in in high school, elementary, or junior high and high school. And... For those that are old enough, he was. They talked about him as the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. He had the mark on his forehead, that, <laughs> on his head. Yep. And did you ever see the Naked Gun episode where Leslie Nielsen walked up and wiped it off of his head with a rag? <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what you guys miss about me being here: is all the highbrow comedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I ironically, I, I did miss that one. I, okay. I did, I, <laughs> But I remember this huge, just anxiety from my childhood. Of we're in the end times. He's the antichrist. the The world's going to end. And well, I think some of that is just just flows from generation to generation. I mean, you you have you know r- wars and rumors of wars and all of the unrest in the world. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of people today that were like just like me when in my youth that 
what's going on? Do I, where, where's my security? Where's my comfort? Mm-hmm. I mean, is tomorrow going to happen? And it, there's just a lot of fear that can settle into your heart mm-hmm. um, based upon these externals. And so part of the, the goal of this show is to, to move us towards greater peace and security and stability. Um, and I think that's really what Josh was asking in his question that I have successfully avoided no, at this that's point. Good. That's good. Well, I, I do think that, you know, you we can go back and look at all those distressing things in the past year. And the, the thing is, is the Bible is rel- Bible is relative to us. I mean, there the, you don't have to you don't have to relativize it. It already is. It's already talking about these things. You know, where, like for instance, in in First Peter, he he talks about you know the all these things that have happened to them, and he he says to them, but you have an inheritance that is imperishable, mm-hmm. undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You know, so you are going through. You're grieved by various trials, and why is that? So that the genuineness of your faith can be tested. Yeah. Where are your hopes? Where is my hope isn't in this this world, in the things of this world. My hope is um, is beyond that. Yeah. Uh, that what God has promised. I think one reaction that some Christians have is, okay, this is the way that I'll deal with all the bad news. I'll just stick my head in the sand mm-hmm. and not think about any of it. Shut myself off from the grid, and you know, you know, kind of have those. Uh, side things that the horses mm-hmm. have on their eyes. And I, I think that, that it, it, it's short-sighted because here's the thing. If you avoid and ignore the, the <coughs> pain and suffering that's going on around you, it's still going to hit you in your family. It's still going to hit you in your job. It's still going to hit you in your health. And if you've not been properly trained by the Word to handle these conflicts, then you're you're kind of cutting yourself off at the knees. One promise that, that has helped me is what David said. I have been young. And now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Um, and I think that, that, that phrase, his children, is what Jesus was getting at in, in the Sermon on the Mount. The, why are you anxious? Yeah. You have a heavenly Father yeah. Yeah. that cares for you. Yeah, knows you need these things. And that's really the sentiment that comes out in the Belgic when it's talking about God's providence. It says... This doctrine gives us unspeakable comfort since it teaches us that nothing can happen to us by chance, but only by the arrangement of our gracious Heavenly Father. And the Heidelberg writes of the same thing. It says that all things, in fact, come to us not by chance, but by His fatherly hand. And for me, this is a great comfort that I, I continually circle back to, that no matter what is happening in my life, had to come through my father's hands first and if it came through my father's hands then it's all okay it's all under control i can have security and comfort knowing that no matter what's going on in my life i know that god is going to take care of me as his child yeah well yeah you know we have that passage in romans you know you know all things work together for good to them that love god and are called according to his purpose you know you you mentioned about how things go through uh god's fatherly hands whenever i'm talking about the providence of god i'm i've put my hands together in such a way where my fingers are linked but there's gaps between the fingers and i realize that it's been filtered like a colander uh, where this has been allowed to come through and and so i'm mentally and physically telling myself that even as i talk mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, you know, meditation is one of those inescapable <clears throat> concepts. It's not whether you're going to meditate, but what you're going to meditate on. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the problem with thinking about all these negative news stories is that you're meditating on them. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're, that's your diet. So, okay, so I'm not saying avoid entirely thinking about the world, but the psalmist in Psalm 145 says, on your wondrous works, I will meditate. That's actually medicine to your soul. Like, okay, think about God's wondrous works, creation, that God made all things out of nothing mm -hmm. in six days. That he's, we have to start with raw material. He made everything mm -hmm. from nothing. Think about providence, how not one snowflake falls to the ground, not one sparrow falls to the ground. He has all of your hairs numbered on your head. Think about mm -hmm. redemption, how God, creator, became creature. Uh, th th what a, we just celebrated Christmas. <laughs> God became man. And you start praying those back to God, you control your meditation, that's medicine for the pressures of life. And yeah. this is where I think what we did earlier this year about um, Paul David Tripp's book, What Do You, Be do you Believe?, is so important. It, it's, you can't just believe that God is all wise. You have to take the next step and say, and so what? What difference does that make in how I live? Yeah. That God is sovereign, okay, God is almighty. God is all loving and gracious and kind. Okay, so what? That has to touch yep. the moments of your life. Yep. So that if you really do believe that God governs over all things, then you have to say, well, every circumstance that's going on in this world is underneath his control. Yep. And if I begin to worry, what I'm really saying is, I don't actually believe that it's under his control. Mm -hmm. And so this is why you meditate on the character of God um, because it's the character of God that should then inform what you believe and inform how you live. Yeah, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus not only said, don't worry, don't fret, but he also uh, gave the, the al alternative. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God. Now, what does it mean to seek the kingdom of, of God? to meditate on the fact that God <laughs> is king, mm -hmm. that God reigns, that God is sovereign. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that you worry about will be provided to you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, focus on the day and focus on the kingdom. And I think it's important as we're looking at that when he's talking about each day has its own troubles. We do recognize that you know the troubles that have come into this world have come as a result of sin. And, and all of creation is groaning until this full <clears throat> adoption of sons, until all, the full number of, of Christ chosen ones come to repentance and faith in him so there's so we do know that this is going to happen in this world there's going to be troubles there's going to be trials there's going to be that but ultimately you know knowing knowing how it happened and why it happens also gives us the opportunity to go to the one who can comfort us which is god himself he's He's called in Second uh, Corinthians the the Father of mercies and the God of all comforts, who comforts us in all of our afflictions. So that when when we've been comforted in our own afflictions, we can turn around and say, 
you know, this is the God who brought me through. This is the God whom I've trusted. (laughs) This is the God who didn't let anything happen to me that didn't pass through his hands first. And so we end up comforting somebody else with the comfort that we got from him, Mm -hmm. is what it tells us. You know, so... Paul says, my hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, we sh- you also share in our comfort. Uh, you've got, you, we're going through the same thing in life, and you know, we may not have the exact same experiences, but we're going, we're going through this, this world, and we have the same comforts from God. And I think part of the issue of some of the concerns and cares and, and worry in our life is because we're not willing to allow people to come alongside and provide the comfort and, and the help and assistance that we need. I mean, I just think of inflation. Part of the reason why we're part of a church is because we can help care for one another. And there are right. some people that are going to be more financially burdened because of inflation than others. And then then this is where the church can come in and say, okay, this this brother or sister in Christ has been blessed so that they can be a blessing to you. But you have to you have to let people in. Yeah, you have to say, okay, no, I do need the the love of God to be manifested in the life of the church, and I need the help of the church. That's right. And so part of it is you just have to be willing to say, I need others. Yeah, and the ministry you need brothers, of you need the brothers hands and, and sisters of Christ. In Christ. Yeah. 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 Well, there is gospel logic as well as we conclude the show. Paul said, if, if God did not spare his only son, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? These very things that are the cause of our worries and anxieties and pressures are actually gifts from God to grow us up in our faith, to, to, to rent our hands from clinging on to the things of this world that we might look to Christ, look to our Heavenly Father and trust him. If, beloved, if, if God has given you a son, what would he not give you with him? This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. 